Welcome to Lawyers on the Block, a crypto law podcast from Roman Kubiak and myself, Kieran Forsyth, in the Private Wealth Group here at Hugh James. Over the series, we'll be looking at some of the major issues and hot topics in the crypto and digital asset space right now. Trigger warning, we are lawyers, so we'll inevitably talk about some of the legal issues involved. But don't worry, we'll try to keep the legal jargon to a minimum. As the Financial Conduct Authority gets set to launch new marketing rules around cryptocurrencies, what will the impact be for consumers, those promoting and marketing these so-called investments, and crucially, the victims of stolen and misappropriated assets. Stay tuned to this episode of Lawyers on the Block to find out. Hello, Kieran. How are you doing? Hello, Roman. Yeah, very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good things. Good. Back after a, a summer break. Yes. It's been, it's been good to get back into a routine. Kids are back at school now enjoying the routine how about you good summer yeah very good actually yeah just a shame we haven't well we've all been so busy and we, you know nice to get back to doing the podcast now which is good yeah so, yeah yes no good summer yeah all, all fine yeah but we have an exciting topic well it is exciting it is in, in <laughs> yeah, the world of yeah. crypto it's exciting for it's us exciting for us us yeah. boring people that like to look through legislation yeah uh, yeah the fast-paced world of crypto indeed yeah so I mean this this is uh it's it's all it's all coming in quite soon isn't it on the 8th of October and uh well I'll let you introduce it. Yeah so I mean I get so what we've got is the Financial Conduct Authority they published a policy statement PS 23/6 just basically means that it's it was a policy statement published in June of 2023 so that's how they issue their policy statements but Essentially, what they're doing is they are now issuing tough new guidance on the marketing of cryptocurrencies. And so they set out some very strict rules around this. And I mean, this really sort of follows off the back of the background too. You've got yeah. F- the FTX crash, obviously Sam Bankman-Fried facing criminal proceedings in the States. And actually there was the, the news recently that his parents I saw that. are also being sued by victims and, and actually by those obviously managing the bankrupt firm, FTX, they're being sued for millions because it seems that they were also benefiting from their son's uh, dealings, let's call them. Mm. So you've got that. We obviously had the alpha, crypto alpha, Cripex fraud that we spoke about in a previous podcast. We, had, we were talking about regulation. Gosh, it, it was last year now with Jake in one of our earlier podcasts. So this really all follows off the back of that, doesn't it? And Mm. I think the, I mean, the FCA, when we were looking at it, I think they had, so in 2022, they had to block, I think it was over eight and a half thousand misleading ads. And there was a report published by them, wasn't there, which said, spoke about this. So this all follows off the back of that, doesn't it? It's increased regulation to protect consumers, really. And I think yeah, what the key rules do, or what, what they're looking to do when they come in on the 8th of October, is a really useful summary, actually. I've got to say a big... Thank you to Mountford Chambers. They did a really useful summary on this. But the, the key changes here are effectively that it, it's covered by promotion. So it looks at what are we doing here? So, you know, we're, we're looking to protect consumers in the way we promote crypto marketing. So it means that any promotions, any advertising, 
has to be conducted or communicated by what's known as an authorized person. So you have to apply for authorization with the FCA or it can be made by an unauthorized person, but where it's approved by an authorized person or by a business registered with the FCA under the money laundering regulations or promotion with an existing exemption. So, you know, these are principally institutional investors. But what it goes on to say is that high net worth and sophisticated investor exemptions don't apply. Yep. And firstly, the rules make, well, say that the promotion needs to be clear and not misleading. There's an overall ban on incentivization. So these kind of refer a friend schemes are gone. You need to categorize the clients. There needs to be an appropriate assessment and there's a big risk warning you have to put on this. And yeah. it's quite a bold risk warning. It says don't invest unless you're prepared to lose all the money you invest. This is a high risk investment and you should not expect to be protected if something goes wrong. What do we think of that? Well, I think that's right. And, and you know, I, I think first of all, this is a huge step in the right direction for the protection of of UK consumers. I mean, can can you call yourself a consumer of the product? I suppose you can, but of a, of an investor, you know, whether you are a wise investor or not. And I think here it, of course, is trying to protect those that perhaps are not wise investors. It's tackling it right at the source, isn't it? In terms of so, if you if you promote cryptocurrency offerings, you have to go through these four gateways in a way to ensure that you can actually promote them. So if if you don't do this, the FCA will sting you with fines. So you have to do it. And and it goes beyond that really because it's it's fines, but there's also a potential two year jail term. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And they say and they use the word jail in the <laughs> they make it, you know, I think I think the language they're using here is very robust, isn't it? It is. And actually I quite like the the colloquial way of going about that, you know, that that warning to the client. It's not, you know, do not it's it's don't i think it's a fresh approach to everything you know it's, it's direct and it's conversational and it just gets to the point it's plain english plain yeah. english isn't it it's what they're saying to people who are looking to market cryptocurrencies is well they're setting the example aren't they they're saying you need to be as clear as we are and to be fair as you say i think i think their language is very clear it's very approachable and i think i think you know we've seen a real shift how the fca deals with this and how it speaks about regulations and the work it does over the last few years it's it's refreshing isn't it it's great it is very refreshing and and not not just from the perspective of lawyers looking to tackle all of, all of this and and we'll get onto that in a minute in terms of what it means if you know you have been fraudulently conned in in, in investing in crypto assets but and, and having lost that that holding or if there was even a holding it in, in the first place but from the point of view of the consumers i think it's great because there is a sense that with cryptocurrency some of the can you call them institutions i, th- I think you can but maybe some of the institutions out there are seen as being not so pucker and a bit kind of cowboy-ish. The players in the market. The players, yeah. Um, and so everything about this is a, is a great step in the right direction from the protection it offers to the fact that you know that you're dealing with a person who is authorized, literally, by the FCA. And they've made everything very clear to you because they have to that this is a risky asset. Yes, there's huge gain potential. There's also huge loss potential. I think it's great. It, it is, I think, the best thing 
that has happened from a regulatory sense with crypto assets for a very, very long time. Yeah, this is it. And what's so interesting about it is it is now firmly categorizing cryptocurrencies in the investment space rather than in the gambling space. I remember when we gave our talk last year in the Gherkin in the St. Marriott's building, there was a, a lot of debate there, wasn't there? There were, there were The room was split, wasn't it, on the extent to which trading in cryptocurrencies was that gambling or was it investing? The FCA is treating it as investing and it's putting it within the same regulatory framework yeah. as other investments. Ab- absolutely. Because they calling it a high-risk investment. Absolutely. And and not, and not least because, I mean, I, I, I guess the policy of that is in line with HMRC in terms of, you know, if you make a gain, you're paying capital gains tax on it. So therefore, it's not, it's not a gambling asset in a way, which could potentially not be taxed but yeah it's uh it's great it's it's really really good to see people need to watch out for this because you've got you've got to the 8th of october to get yourselves ready and not just ready but and they've acknowledged that haven't they they've acknowledged there's been some bedding in issues that firms haven't have kind of largely ignored this and what's interesting about this as well is it's it's et and i don't mean it's a small little alien but it's extraterritorial, so it's uh, extraterrestrial. Yeah, it's, uh, it'll come, it'll come down. It's it's a regulation that will befriend you and take you on long bike rides. No, it won't do that in front of the moon. <laughs> We're digressing here, um, but it, so it'll apply. Said you say apply to financial promotions that are capable of having effect in the UK. Yeah. Now, what does you know? What does it? What is capable of having effect? In the UK, actually, mean mm. and what the FCA guidance says is that it means promotions don't need to be specifically directed at UK consumers to be capable of having effect in the UK. It goes on if a UK consumer can access and respond to crypto asset promotions to engage in the crypto asset activities, such as through websites, apps, and/or social media. I mean, this is where we're moving. To. It's, it's it's all around social media promotion. It's all these the ads you see in between your YouTube clips, the bits you know we're just scrolling through. X rather than Twitter, and it's likely those promotions will be capable of having an effect in the UK. This applies regardless of the location of the firm making the promotion or who it was primarily aimed at. Almost if it accidentally appears on your feed and you're in the UK, saying these 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 regulations need to apply. Yeah. So when when firms outside of the jurisdiction market this and they release their ads or whatever to YouTube or whatever it might be, whatever platform, they need to be very clear if it is going to be marketed here, that A, they know that and where it's going to be marketed, and, and but also that that marketing meets the standards that the FCA has has placed on them. I think it's huge. And again, it shows that the, well, England and Wales as a jurisdiction in line with the courts are taking a very modern approach to it. It's a robust approach, which is good. I think that's exactly what is needed in the area. Provides huge clarity. They're not pulling their punches, are they? No, it's very, very refreshing. If you are offering crypto services, well, not not services, but you're offering, you know, the the investment and welcoming the investment into them, then you do need to look at this very quickly. You don't have long, and you need to make sure that that you're all compliant with it. And as for consumers, I mean, it's great because they they're just on the receiving end of a, a much more regulated market so as for consumers listening fantastic i mean we're talking to people regularly aren't we who are being scammed and and if we think about the alpha cripex one and the clients you've spoken to and help 
with that, you, you know, you think these are people who found these adverts on Facebook. Yeah, that's scary, isn't it? It really is scary. The fact is you're, you're, you're going to get bad actors. Of course you are. And bad actors, you know, they, they're going to, you know, they, they're going to look to avoid the regulation. But the fact is what the, what these regulations like you to do is to expand that, to make sure that these social media platforms have to likewise take stock of this to ensure that actually at that first point, that first touch point, you're removing, looking to remove those bad actors. And that, that's what's important here, isn't it? Because frankly, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to imprison someone who's doing this from abroad. Yeah. You know, it's well. I say that you 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 may do, but it's going to prove very difficult. But if you can at least stem the flow of these this marketing from the you know at, at that social media point or at the app point, then that will help. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because obviously, what what it includes, you know, or how it defines it is it when it talks about the financial promotion of crypto assets. So effectively, what it does is it inserts a new statutory well the de- definition created by a statutory instrument it says that it's crypto assets is, uh, include any cri- cryptographically secured digital representation of value or contractual rights that a can be transferred stored or traded electronically and b uses technology supporting the recording or storage of data which may include distributed ledger technology so you're like a blockchain effectively what it doesn't include CBDCs, which are central bank digital currencies. So, for instance, the Bank of England is looking to, to, you know, there were talks of issuing a digital pound. And it doesn't include our friends, the non-fungible tokens, the NFTs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it says... Our fungible friends. Yeah, our fungible friends, our fungies. The reason why is they say that those have, so far, the wording is tended to be used in a way more akin to digital collectibles than financial investments. Yeah, it's interesting that, isn't it? Because, yeah, I mean, historically, people were hoping that NFTs were going to be a, a good financial investment. So they clearly thought it was a, an investment. Well, exactly, exactly. But I, I, see, I see what the FCA is, is, is getting at there. I, I do. I mean, my whole thing with all of this, though, is it's all well and good, but is it actually going to – well, first of all, the scammers out there, are they looking at legislation like this? Most likely not. Do they care? Most likely not. So is it actually going to stem the flow? Is it, is it practically going to have a, an effect on the market? I think it will to the extent that platforms will probably be required to shut them down, won't they? Because they'll be potentially facilitating the breach of the regulation and the breach of yes. these new rules. Yes, absolutely right. So you mean the advertising platforms like a YouTube yeah. or Facebook, etc. Yeah, yeah. That's, I imagine. Yeah. I imagine that's where that's where I imagine it will be. And I, I probably need, you know, I need to kind of do some more delving into into the rules to see where that's the case. But you'd imagine that that's where that's how it catches come into play. Yeah, it will give teeth to the ability to go after those bad actors here, certainly in the UK. And- well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, so when when we look at that, I mean, I, I think the the typical barrier to recovery in a scam before this and even now because we're not 8th of october is the fact that you have to find some kind of criminal well not have to but it helps to find criminal issues and and criminal findings with the conduct of, of the scammer whereas this if this is automatic if it's not in line if if the investment has been made and yeah and the offering 
has been made not in line with the four gateways, then it's an automatic. You have not complied with the rules, therefore there's a criminal element to this, um, which then helps the case when it comes to recovery. So that is it. That's also a huge step in the right direction in terms of what you know we do for clients recovery. This is fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah, and as as the authors of guidance at Mountford Chambers, so you've got James Lloyd, the deputy head there of the regulatory practice group, mm. comments. I mean, he, his view is it lowers the bar for civil recovery crypto assets. There's a as it will you know hopefully lead to earlier, quicker freezing and recovery of those assets, yeah. shifting the burden onto civil recovery and provide approving a useful tool for the enterprising asset recovery practitioner. And I've got to say, yeah, it's um, I think it, I think it does. I think so now. And actually, there's more legislation on its way through. And we're looking there are things like you know looking at the future, kind of potentially looking at crypto wallet freezing orders, which is again hugely helpful. Things like that are you know. Um, are massive, are massive, and I mean, ultimately, with the new because the legislation that's coming in itself. I mean, there's the whole recovery of stolen funds. It's it's because you know now you know it's clear that crypto assets can be treated as property. We know that from the 2019 case of AA and persons unknown, but you know you had to prove it was obtained by usually by unlawful conduct, and and that was the key, wasn't it? Unlawful criminal conduct, and there was a case recently fresh view swift properties in westminster magistrates court in that case again it's considered that these regulations along with that will help lower that bar but in that case you had the claimant there had used the services of an well effectively an unregistered money service business to move funds from nigeria to the uk and the judge there held that the monies obtained by a person acting as an unregistered money service business were recoverable property Having been because they were obtained by the unlawful conduct in acting in that capacity, so because of that, I think what they went on to conclude was that the forfeiture of those funds was or those funds in the hand of that customer who was on notice, albeit constructively, the business was unregistered, didn't amount to a disproportionate interference with their Article One human rights. So I think I mean all that leads leads to good news again, not only for the consumer but for crucially for the victims of scams and crypto and poor investment decisions let's call them isn't it Mm, absolutely yeah yeah and then we've got making its way now through through parliament we've got the economic crime and corporate transparency bill yeah uh, i i need to look into into that more but uh yeah what what what's the what's the effect of that what's its purpose well considering the bill given the commons amendments on the 18th of october so 10 days after after these new rules take take effect and what the government has said is that this follows off the back of the Economic Crime Transparency and Enforcement Act last year, which itself was issued very quickly in the light of Russian sanctions. So, you know, they had the war in Ukraine and, you know, they needed to impose sanctions quickly. So that act enabled the government to move far, well, what they said, faster and harder when imposing sanctions. It created that register of overseas entities that we were talking about just yesterday. Obviously, which helped you know crack down on foreign criminals using property to launder money, and we're talking about how you know you look at you know if you're an overseas company but you hold property here, you have to register at company's house, and you know reform and strengthened the unexplained wealth order regime. So, with the new bill that's proposed, 
What they're going to do is reform or make reforms to companies' house, make reforms to prevent abuse of limited partnerships, give additional powers to seize and recover suspected criminal crypto assets. That's the key. Reforms to give businesses more confidence to share information, tackle money laundering, and new intelligence gathering powers. So in relation to crypto assets, what is proposed is that it says the, the bill will provide additional powers to law enforcement so they're able to more quickly and easily I think they've split the infinitives there. Um, anyway, more quickly and easily seize and recover crypto assets, which are the proceeds of crime or associated with illicit activity, such as money laundering, fraud and ransomware attacks. The bill will principally amend both criminal confiscation powers in parts two, three and four of POCA, that's the po Proceeds of Crime Act, and civil recovery powers in part five to enable enforcement agencies to more effectively tackle criminal use crypto assets so you know god when we first started doing these podcasts and talking about this and in the space there was a big thing about oh people love crypto assets because they're decentralized they're unregulated but the fact is it's led to a lot of people losing a lot of money the the success stories of people making millions yet that they're great you know and, it, and it's fantastic for them but they are despite what what a lot of these promotions have you believe in the minority oh absolutely yeah and, that, and that's the, that's the key so yeah 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 it's it's like as you say very effusively it's great news all around isn't it it really is yeah it's great you love that's it yeah, I, I mean you've got i i do i really do love it the listeners can't see this but i, I haven't seen kieran grin like that for a long time you know, over legislation yeah. <laughs> pouring through legislation loving it absolutely it, well it is it is great yeah uh, I'm, I'm very encouraged by it because it's well selfishly it's going to make our life recovering these assets for clients easier i have to say cheaper for clients cheaper for clients which is great so not only does it help me which is why i'm grinning but it also is going to help yeah. a, a lot of the consumers out there when something does go wrong and, and actually it just creates a whole framework of of it's, it's a more trustworthy framework, isn't it? If, if you're dealing with an authorized person, you know that they have had their checks conducted by the FCA and that, yes, it's a risky investment, but at least the, the offerer is not risky in terms of it being a scam. So, yeah, pr yeah protection all around, regulation all around, happy happiness all around from from me well yeah i mean what, what will be interesting is is whether we'll now see a bigger shift then towards promotion of nfts well yeah that's interesting isn't it because it's going to be easier for them to do this yeah so that's a very good point you know if if, if you're tempted by something that looks too good to be true on an M nft front well then just remember that it's not regulated the same way as let's say you know bitcoin would be or or, or any of the others so just watch out for that. And I, and I think I think I suspect the move that way is is them is the FCA and Parliament acknowledging that they they are different asset class NFTs and actually their use doesn't lie in financial investing and trading. Their use really lies in how it records stores information yeah. about ownership. You know, it, it opens the door for digital licensing for facilitating transactions proof of ownership that's that's the key for nfts really the stuff with smoking chimps and you know smoking apes and so on that's a bit of a red herring well no it's a bit of a smoking ape isn't it that's just a smoke screen like suing a sheep kieran it's like it's 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 pointless it is pointless absolutely yeah. uh, i'm sorry that's a, that's, a, that's a poor in-joke reference to a previous podcast 
Yeah, if you haven't heard that podcast, may, may, maybe don't go and listen to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that was a good one. That was with Jake Moore, wasn't it? That um, was, yeah. 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 That was a good one. I, 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 I joke, you should actually go and listen to that. It was, it was <laughs> well, it's interesting <laughs> because we were talking about crypto regulation then. That was what yeah, that we podcast were. was. So yeah. that's moved quickly, hasn't it? I mean, regulation, as, as we all know, has. Uh, as you and I both know painstakingly, takes a long time to get there and this is great i mean october the 8th is coming in well this is it we had so we spoke with jake well our podcast went out last october all right okay so wow one year so there much. we go yeah. that was yeah so it was is so yeah check it out it's is crypto regulation needed and it was a great interview with jake moore he was brilliant wasn't he he, he was, was brilliant and global cyber security advisor for me set so yeah big shout out to jake he's always on media and all that isn't he he, he, was, he was busy the other day i think he, he i saw one something on his linkedin that said he was in about seven interviews in one day gosh on media stuff so he's he's, he's a busy man but that was a good podcast but it's an interesting kind of marker isn't it from you know, a year ago, we were saying, you know, regulation is drastically required. And then today we're saying here it regulation is, is here. Almost, yeah, almost a year to the day since we had that podcast. So you heard it with us first, folks. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So there we go, listeners. So I think that hopefully provides a useful summary of the upcoming regs from 8th of October. And yeah, we'll um, be back again with another podcast soon. Yeah, and and I think uh, wh- where can they go and find it? They just type in FCA new regulation rules cryptocurrency on Google, it'll come straight up. Won't it? Or yeah, I mean, other search engine providers are available. But yeah, that's <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but yes. yeah, it's um, so it's the policy statement is PS twenty three six by the FCA, the Financial Conduct Authority. It's called Financial Promotion Rules for Crypto Assets, and the specific guidance is found at Appendix One of that the legal instrument. You call it the near final rules. The near final rules. I like, I like that. that too. Near, near final. Fi- nearly there. But again, plain language. You know, it's not saying draft. Near final. So there we go. So well, thank you very much, Roman. That was that was really, really interesting. Always a pleasure, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm not sure when our next one will be out, our, our podcast, but we are trying to make them more regular, aren't we? So we are, yeah. We've got a plan, haven't we? A, a content content plan. So uh, with our fantastic new senior business development manager so um so yeah we'll be we'll be issuing more of them you know as and when key topics arise so yeah stay tuned stay tuned cheers and there we have it that wraps up our podcast for today thanks for listening to lawyers on the block if you made it this far then you clearly enjoyed it so why not subscribe to make sure you hear the next episode as soon as it comes out remember Nothing on this podcast is financial or legal advice, but if you do want to talk to a lawyer about any crypto issues that you may have, then please do get in touch at crypto at hughjames.com.